0: You're listening to Version Control, Pound and Grains Digital News Show. Welcome back.
1: Since we have completely beaten the dead horse that is Apple's dominance of all things digital news in September, and now two episodes of our little podcast, we thought we should change gears a little bit and enter the wonderful, the wild. The world of Snap. Ink. Ink. (laughs) Tickles. Yes. (laughs) So it's just Snap, not Snapchat anymore. So that's a huge change for everything.
0: Everyone's world just was turned upside down.
1: Exactly. So we're going to talk about what this means for us, the users of Snapchat, digital marketers, agencies, content creators, brands, everyone who's in the Snap Game. So, joining us as always, writer, filmmaker, audio fun mixmaster Nick Cuen. <laughs> How are you doing, Nick? I'm doing great, Jackson. Thank you. You're welcome. I thought you'd like your new uh, third part of your uh, title there, fun mixmaster. Yeah, I do like that. Uh, thanks. On. Yeah, right. Yeah, and I uh, probably didn't come up with anything really interesting. But also joining us, we're excited to have our 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 third leg, as it were, our third wheel. Our third part of the threesome uh <laughs> Associate Creative Director here at Pound of Grain, Scott Liu. Hi, that got a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> we instantly, well, we we're talking about snap, so yeah, uh, cool. we can we can tread into like weirdness. Yeah. Do you want do you wanna just like dive right into the weird? I I, well, I thought it was a subtle take on weird, okay. but Head uh, first, you yeah, don't
2: well, dip your toes into weird. You yeah. just get right in there. That's yeah. true. That's true. And I feel like this this news just kind of like came up and like Pushed us into the deep end of weird for this, <laughs> one. Um, because uh, I don't, I'm sure everybody are you know listening already knows that Snapchat has officially changed their name to Snap Inc. and with it has released a pair of glasses called spectacles that automatically record video content and post to your Snapchat account based on essentially what you're looking at. Um, so that's kind of the big news that you know came down this week, and I think we, you know we kind of wanna, kind of wanna go around the horn and see see what everybody thinks of this. And I'm dying, dying, dying to know what Nick thinks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Why are you dying to know what I think? I I, I I don't know. I got a hunch. You you have a strange feeling that I'm too old and too much of a pessimist to care about the. Uh, no, like I this.
2: I was thinking like it was like you had this idea like 13 years ago, <laughs> and you know. John Peekaboo from who now owns Snapchat stole your idea and is going to become you know, Snap Inc. master thanks to your idea. Well, who hasn't had this idea? Seriously.
0: I mean, I, it a makes point. a lot of sense. But for um, them to only take video for 10 seconds at a time, I mean, that's a little bit revolutionary in terms of the idea and perhaps stupid, but that's <laughs> not really for me to say at this point. I mean, it seems a little... Uh, silly, but that doesn't mean that it won't catch on like wildfire. It doesn't mean that there's a lot of market for it. Are are you a frequent Snapchat user? No, <laughs> I wouldn't say that I am. Although I do have Snapchat and I do go on it infrequently.
2: Jackson, are you a frequenter of the snaps?
0: Longtime snap watcher, um,
1: less frequent snap poster. Uh, I, I, I kind of consume a lot of snaps. Like, I I, I think... I I kind of think of it... I think we, Nick and I talked about this, maybe, like, one of our early episodes, we talked about getting on our snap game, and I tried really hard to, like, work on my snap game, but I mostly took pictures of my desk and what I was working on. Not really pedestrian st- stuff, really. Well, but now I follow enough people that, like, I I, I think if I didn't skip anything, it would take probably, like if I saved it up for the whole day, it would probably take half an hour to get through all the Snap content. So it's, it is it is kind of like a little show where you have your like favorite characters and then people you delete because the, they start getting on your nerves because they
0: kind of do the same thing all the time. Of course, because it's sort of a fallacy to think that you're supposed to be doing anything interesting. I mean, you're taking pictures of your desk and whatnot. It's yeah. sort of what everybody's doing. Because nobody's doing something interesting for, you know, most of their their waking life. Even if they are an incredibly interesting celebrity or something, they have <laughs> moments or, like, large spans where they just can't be doing anything too interesting.
1: A hundred percent, yeah. I mean, I think that's always the challenge for Brent, like, is what do you do with all this? With great power comes great responsibility. Mm. Um, not to drop some Spider-Man wisdom on us, but... <laughs> There, I did it. But, the, I mean, I, some, for, for me, it's kind of, like, twofold. One, like, I don't think big celebrities are really in the snap game, but there's people who just uniquely get what they can do with it. When, you know, someone just with a wacky personality that can really, like, every day do something uniquely interesting, or even, like, some brands. You know, Taco Bell does some really super interesting stuff. Not every day, like they don't try to force it. Um, I think that's the key. Like with any social media, if you're like, I have to do something today, I, I think that's where you, you kind of start to
0: to miss on things. Right. So some people are just naturals.
1: I think. So. I think people are just like I get Snapchat and I can do it and I have the right personality and the the desire to turn that camera back towards me and be a star on my own little show mm-hmm. which is the one part I, I i find interesting about the 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 spectacles is that you're not really the star of the show
2: with the spectacles mm-hmm. it's a, you're now you're now the director yeah a it's a different spin on what on what they're used to i think um you know we we've been talking a little bit about what snapchat does in terms of content creation but i mean in terms of sharing how it separates itself from other social networks is actually a, an interesting thing to talk about, right? Because we've got your Facebooks which is kind of like for, you know, people to share their news and and talk about, you know, events and things like that. You've got your Instagram for people who are trying to exude a, sp- a particular type of lifestyle that they want people to represent. Snapchat is raw, right? There isn't a lot of editing involved in Snapchat. So like with these with this type of content, it's less about this is the life that I want you to think that I'm living and more it's a little bit more real. And I think that's that was a big difference when when it when it got big.
0: But Where's the inherent narcissism that everyone finds so fun?
2: I think that's why we got multiple channels now. I see. That's I
1: I I I think it's fascinating. It's like, an evolution. Yeah. Yeah, I think
0: like I think what's
1: interesting of the whole thing is just them trying to shift their focus to not be what people perceive them to have been and constantly pushing out the the boundary of what Snap as a company is in the same way that I think like other social networks like Twitter have tried like Mm -hmm. we're not this we're not that we're pushing the boundaries to be something different because times dictate it I love that it's just Snap now like it's so much easier to be like did you check out my Snap or my Snaps versus like did you see what I did on Snapchat
0: like everyone was already saying that anyways Mm -hmm.
1: exactly so it's Mm -hmm. kind of like become what it already was Um, so I think that I think what's I think that's interesting that they're trying to continually kind of push where they where they end up and try to see who goes along for the ride. Like we, I think we talked a couple of weeks back about Instagram stories, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, <laughs> so many episodes we've recorded <laughs> on this podcast, it's hard to keep up. We did. We had to talk about
0: Instagram stories.
1: Yeah, and so just like is Facebook and Instagram like treading on Snap's territory now? Mm-hmm. Snaps like we're getting into. The the, the the wearable
0: yeah. side of things. See, isn't that interesting because as as they push the digital boundaries, they actually move into the physical space. So that's sort of, <laughs> yeah, right? Mind, Mind blown. blown. Uh well,
1: the other thing that that's interesting about the spectacle part of things, which we haven't talked about. I thought someone I thought Nick of all people was going to like just hammer in here like like Hillary Clinton did with Trump during the first debate. <laughs>
0: you thought I was going to Hillary. Yeah, yeah, totally.
1: Uh, was it's interesting that it's kind of like, you know, it it felt when they first started talking about this, and there was rumors about it, and now it's kind of real. There's that initial reaction of like, this is the worst idea. That like, what are they doing? Comparisons to Google Glass and my favorite term for a product once people discovered that they did not like the google glass and calling people glassholes <laughs> uh was that initial reaction of people is just like it's never going to work and now like there's a lot of of the secondary wave of articles about it is maybe they're not crazy like maybe it is something that can work for Snap their user
2: base And I think it is Their user base If I may though I'm going I'm to read you A quote from Chief strategy officer Of Snap Inc Imran like Khan Not to be confused With Khan <laughs> um, But <laughs> he said That was this. a great Star Trek reference <laughs> <laughs> We rebranded Our company To Snap Inc Because we're bigger Than just one app Snap Inc Is a camera company We believe that Reinventing the camera Represents our Greatest opportunity To improve the way People live And communicate And Khan So, I mean, take what you will from that quote, but it sounds like they're, it sounds like they're stepping away necessarily from, or not stepping away, but they're focusing less on the sharing component, which is what they did very, very well in the very beginning. And they're going to now focus more on the content creation standpoint. And I think Mm -hmm. Spectacles is a way that they're going to be able to do that in their own branded style. Just imagine if... The viewers at home were privy
1: to us all wearing spectacles right now, giving three unique perspectives on behind, behind the scenes of just a
0: scrappy little arts uh, upstart uh, podcast out of Toronto. That sounds like a little like hint at things to come <laughs> when for, we, for when version we can, control. When we, yeah. <laughs> the podcast. Well, I, I, you raise a good point. Even
1: though this is our second episode with a new brand new title nick snapchat changes
2: their names we change the name of the podcast coincidence it's definitely going to be some interesting snap content (laughs) well you brought up an interesting point in in like the comparison to google glass right and and like i think immediately a lot of people go there like well google already did this or they, they did some form of it and Sure, they didn't from a technological standpoint, but I think what Snap did, which was very interesting, is they, they limited the, the record time, which is right within their brand. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you guys have seen sort of the video, but they're, they're showing how this thing is fun. When Google released Google Glass, they showed how it was kind of douchey.
0: <laughs> like, <laughs> See, that's, I was going to say that, too. It's, uh, we've just been skipping over a very important aspect of the Snap spectacle, is that it looks cool, it does the Google cool. Glass looked dorky. So this is a uh, product that's marketed to millennials and on style. Yeah, style. They, yeah, <laughs> they
1: look I, they they nailed the first thing. They look like you want to put them on your face. Yeah. Um, as a as I new to glasses um, conversion in the
0: last few months, it's going to be weird to see a lot of kids at you know parties and out at clubs in dark places wearing their uh uh, snap spectacle sunglasses because they only come in sunglass form. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, uh, that's definitely going to be a, a thing that's happening. Yeah, you're going to see a lot of 10 second videos of people walking into walls. But <laughs> <laughs> I uh, think like
1: what was cool in the video was that um, you you saw instantly the power of like some of the stuff that GoPro um, gets in on. Like it's like putting you in the moment of something happening, some sort of activity where that first person point of view really makes sense. And that's the only thing that, that I think is is just back to the, the, the main point is interesting is that you're not the star of your own show anymore. You kind of, I mean, some of the, a lot of the Snapchat stars, if you will, they're not holding their cameras anymore. Other people are holding them, whether it's their assistant or their friends,
0: like, you know. I always wonder at that. <laughs> no, honestly, I mean like not even stars, but just like people that I know. And who have you uh, commissioned to hold this for you? So that that is something that's going to be interesting with the uh, the spectacle for sure.
1: That sounds yeah. like a, like a burgeoning LinkedIn um, uh, job description, yeah, yeah. like glasses wearer. Yeah, like s- <laughs> yeah. S- s- snap uh, cinematographer. Yeah, um, and you could probably. I'm just saying, Nick. This could be a big business. You could do a Snap Spectacles uh, Studio and just ding. Like,
2: yeah,
0: <laughs> there's a little light bulb just went on. Oh I know that this is a podcast, so you listeners can't can't see it. But. Cut to uh, Nick is
1: uh, currently on Squarespace setting up the donut studio dot com.
0: Uh, visit me at nick nickkewins.com. <laughs> <call. laughs> <laughs> that but was a nice little plug. It was actually already set up. Yeah. The- <laughs> so <discussed>. seamless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I I think that's
1: what's what what's kind of interesting is to see.
0: So it's it's become, Snap has become a multiplayer game. Ooh, that's an
1: interesting analogy. I like that. Yeah. It's a nice yeah. twist on it.
2: Yeah. Big question for me, though, is like now it took, I think it took brands like at least three years to figure out what to do. What to do with Snapchat. And now that we've got spectacles, I kind of like how they're keeping brands on their toes. And, you know, Pepsi, what are you going to do with this now? Yeah, and, you know, they'll probably come up with something really cool. But by the time they do, they're going to have, you know, spectacle kicks. And yeah. spectacled overcoats. And you
1: can see how it translates, like, instantly for some brands. Like, just, like... The well, na- like you the... mentioned
2: earlier, GoPro would make perfect. Yeah, designs.
1: or just, right. like, your Nikes, your yeah. shoe companies, your,
2: like... The, all those kind of active wear type stuff. Like, you know... Can't it, wait for, like, that Charmin-branded Snap... Spectacle yeah. spot on Snapchat, though. I like <laughs> the, the sh- Let's, let's keep, the it, <laughs> keep it out of the sell uh, demand, <laughs> <laughs> But, like, I'm just trying to make a point. Like, it's not... I don't think it's for everybody, but it'll be interesting to see how all the brands try to force themselves into it. I think that's always, like, the interesting thing when new marketing technology and new channels come out is to see... The, how how brands force themselves into it?
1: Yeah, yeah, I I think it'll be a, a huge thing, and I, I think the thing that they keep uh, working really well on is just like appealing to the sort of sixty million um, daily users that are actually making video content mm-hmm. in North America alone. Like they're slowly catching on the other social networks just in terms of just
2: sheer power. I wonder how they are actually as a sunglass as well. You know, like, are they polarized? We're waiting for the Spectacle slash Warby Parker combination. Exact,
1: exactly. Like, I think there's a lot more um, opportunities for, like, cross-branding
2: opportunities with the technical hardware. Sure,
0: you could get Designer. Mm-hmm.
2: Absolutely. We talked a little bit about how, like, you know, Google had the glasses in the past, but how are... Social networks like facebook and uh, and mm. Twitter are they do you think that they're going to try to leverage this do you think they're going to try to create their own products now? how are they going to compete with this interesting stand back and
0: watch and see what happens is uh, I think probably their game plan you know what I mean like if this thing takes off and it's just fire then try to jump in then but it, it, like it, then
1: the Instagram uh, Warby Parker collaboration will come out. Yeah, be- Face by focals. Yeah. Imagine this, it's out by Christmas. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think if it does go on fire, like, everyone's gonna quickly follow suit. Right.
0: Um, There's still potential for flop here. I mean, all predictions, uh, I mean, everything looks pretty good. Everyone, every pundit that I've read has is, said that this thing is gonna be, uh, is gonna blow up, even though, I, I read a few that said, you know, admittedly they thought that it seemed silly, but Snapchat as a platform itself seems silly to
2: them and they were proven wrong there It's more the timing like was Google Glass just too early I'm sticking by my guns and thinking that Google Glass probably could have done a lot better had they not been so snooty about it they kind of originally pitched it as like a, a you know a, a premium product that you know you know if you're an extreme tech user then you deserve to wear Google Glass whereas I, I, I feel like, Spectacles are like an everyman kind mm-hmm. of yeah. Now you can get a pair of sunglasses that makes videos. It's sure, sweet. It, it just wasn't accessible to the common uh, purchaser.
1: Right. The other challenge with the the glasses was it became synonymous with everything that was wrong with technology and being distracted. Whereas the snap and the spectacles. Are trying to like present this like alternative where it is a viable part of your everyday, like just to think in in that short period of time that people are now like, oh yeah, I'm in for a pair of glasses that's like constantly able to record my point of view, whereas like that was creeping people out like some so, so um, like very few years ago.
0: I read the statement from the founder of Snap, Evan Spiegel, and and he said that. He wanted to, uh, like, give the experience of capturing a memory. And it it all sounds like very nice and fancy rhetoric until you think that that's exactly what you could do if you just hold your phone in front of your face, you know? Like, he was trying to recreate the experience of actually seeing it. But I don't see how or, we weren't... Or just I, remember it. Yeah. <laughs> or that. But I, I don't see how, how it wasn't a POV perspective in the first place from just holding your phone. Yeah. So, I mean... It, it does. It does sound quite nice and rosy, but I, I don't know that it's completely legitimate as sort of cutting edge.
1: Let's go go round the horn. Who could like really do as soon as it comes out? Like what brand or or kind of idea could really capitalize on the the spectacles?
0: Uh, sporting goods for sure. Sporting goods. I mean, like even the um, the ad for Snap spectacles themselves showed a lot of skateboarding happening. I mean, it just seems like a perfect fit. So GoPro should be a little concerned, maybe.
2: GoPro should be very concerned, because I think the one brand that's going to do some really cool stuff with this is Red Bull. Red, Red Bull. Bull. I think once Red Bull gets a hold of this thing, they're probably going to have a Red Bull branded pair at some point. They're going to give it to their extreme athletes. Somebody's going to jump from the moon. Yeah. And boom, set, snap ink. It's going to be etched on the moon. <laughs>
1: I like it. I like it. That's a good one. Red Bull, Sporting Goods.
0: Well, yeah, like, well, clothing brands that appeal to the demographic that uh, the spectacle is already appealing to. Yeah. You know, maybe bands and, you know, whatever else kids like. Lagger <laughs> <laughs> <bootlegger> jeans. Like? <laughs> Do they still like FUBU? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well,
1: that's that's as good as any to, like, you know, um, put Snap in our back burners and maybe jump into... That's right, Nick. Digital Pics. Digital Pics. Your favorite part. Uh, this is our chance to share our interesting collection of mercurial um, items we've collected from the interwebs that we find interesting. So why don't we start with you, Nick? What have you brought to us from the interwebs? So this week,
0: and and this harkens back to a previous podcast that we did here on version control. I
1: like callbacks to previous episodes. That means,
0: like, you should
1: go back and listen to the whole catalog.
0: (laughs) So we had an entire episode dedicated to A.I., Yes, we did. And how interesting slash terrifying it is.
1: If memory serves, I think we just wanted to talk about AI because um, we really uh, wanted to talk about that movie. That Which the, movie? Name, the name Escapes Me. Was Artificial Intelligence? Was it the Steven
0: Spielberg classic <laughs> it AI? Was, <laughs> it,
1: it was not that. Weren't we talking about that? What was the one last ex year? Ex Machina. Yeah!
0: Slash Ex Machina. If, depending on where you're from. Yeah. Depending on how you... Yeah, Oscar yeah.
2: Isaac was sweet dance moves.
0: Yeah, that's true. Great movie. We also want to talk about uh, you know Terminator and Blade yes. Runner and so on. Yes. Alien. Alien. There was always Bishop. Yeah, that's a good point. Look, did we talk about Bishop anyway? I'm I don't know. Like, to... He was like a villain, and then in the next one he was a good character. So it's like two oh. sides of AI yeah. or Data from Star Trek fine machine, though. He was a fine machine. So this week, <laughs> Sony, remember Sony? Aside from just when they made a video game console. I don't know what else they've been doing lately.
1: Walkmans.
0: Walkmans? That was their big
1: thing. Right? Discman.
0: Discman was even more recent. That right? was more recent, yes. But was, their claim
1: to fame was when it was a cassette
0: player. Either one in bright yellow. a million years ago. Yeah. <laughs> at least. So this week they released a... Uh, Of two songs uh, composed entirely by a program that they've written called Flow Machines. And they've released two songs, one in the style of The Beatles, which is quite interesting. Like a pop song. It's a pop song, yeah. And or creepy. And one that's (laughs) apparently in the style of American songwriters such as Irving Berlin, Duke Ellington, George Gershwin. and Classic. You would think, but that's the one that I found the most interesting, personally. I don't know. Did either of you guys listen to it?
2: I listened to both. Yeah. Um, I thought the, the the Beatles one, you're right, is a little creepy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially because of the name of the song. Isn't it called, like, Daddy's Car?
0: Daddy's Car,
2: yeah. That's, that's a little off-putting, especially when it's named by a robot.
0: See, it wasn't named by a robot.
2: Oh, that's really creepy. That's where it gets multi-layered So, the, the, so humans named it by the robot.
0: One particular... Human. A French composer named Benoit Carré oh. arranged and produced the songs and wrote the lyrics. So it's a bit of a misnomer to say that this was mm. created completely by AI, but what he did was input, you know, this material and allow the program to create the rest of it. So
1: can we do that with the podcast
0: (laughs) we could try it like we could input some
1: stuff and then a and then a bot version of nick (laughs) could like put the podcast together every week and just we could just feed it in like snapchat ios 11
0: and it would just like come with like (laughs) (laughs) stupid perfect and then you'll see homeless nick out on the street (laughs) completely irrelevant human nick
1: and then it'll then the then the then the uh robot nick will learn how to like write all of our copy and then scott and i'll also be out of a job God, that's already to me in every way (laughs) (laughs) he could replace all three of us (laughs) but where's the heart yeah there's no there's no soul
0: (laughs) but so mr shadow is the song that was by the american songwriters song and i personally think that it's pretty awesome um Terrifying in one sense. And apparently an entire album is going to be released um, in this style. But it kind of sounds like a slowed down Radiohead song.
2: It sounds like it's like like a seance played backwards. Yeah,
0: that sounds scary. It 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 is is scary. It is quite creepy, but also kind of great and i don't know how to feel about it yet i'm intrigued oh. it
1: sounds like if it's like kind of this like partial collab between humans and bots it seems no different than stephen hawking <laughs> yes <laughs> i was thinking more no different than like sampling or like um uh i was listening to another podcast not to promote another more famous podcast but they had a whole episode about like The origins of sounds and stuff and how like it wasn't until the 50s when then like the Beatles and other pop artists started adding like letting the the reverb and kind of like Mm. um, stuff get added in and then that became like a whole art form in itself and I I can see how like bot integration to to music could be like just another like tool in the arsenal. Like, oh, we need to do some stuff. Let's get some a bot army going on this. And
0: it, I mean, it's interesting, but the the difference is, and the maybe problem is, depending on how you look at it, this that this is more than just a tool. Yeah, this isn't just uh, part of the arsenal. This is like this the the arsenal, the driver <laughs> of the vehicle. I think it'd be really helpful for like. Uh, a
1: DJ like Paris Hilton, um, like this could really like take her to the next level. Like, yeah, this, she will, this will kick up
0: her musicianship for sure. Yeah, like now she could like do
1: more than just sort of like show up at at, at bubble parties in Ibiza and like put press, on, play. press play, and then hey, <laughs> like it seems like this could be the the thing that like breaks someone like that out into a whole new career.
0: Well, only time will tell. I mean, you've just painted a picture of a <laughs> terrifying <laughs> a dystopian, dystopian future. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess we'll just wait and see. I mean, maybe we'll have to destroy flow machines to maintain all musical artistic integrity in the future. But, you know, we'll hold off on that for now. So like the the musical equivalent to John Connor. Exactly. I personally have been... Are you, are you volunteering? No. <laughs> I've, I've been building a bunker so I can escape this world of <laughs> AI-created music.
1: Everything will be fine if you just keep listening to the soulful sounds of version control. Version control. <laughs> that's a plug. I like it. We plugged ourselves within our own podcast. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Well, that's... That, that's I, it's hard to follow that up, Nick. Like,
0: why do you? Have, I know now why you wanted to bat, lead off here. Yeah, well, it's always my goal to make you guys really like push to your extremes. <laughs>
1: well, speaking of extremes, I'm going to volunteer myself next uh, because mine can be nice and short, but uh, because we're in Toronto and because our you know unofficial city spokesperson Drake. Constantly on the cutting edge of, you know, digital creative. I noticed uh, earlier um, this month that he uh, released his new OVO Store app, um, which is it's a store on an app that does pretty much everything that his um, website does. Good. So, good synopsis so far. Are you so, with you, me? so you can buy one of his uh, nifty hoodies with the owl on it. You can buy the, the Owl snapback hat, because no one is uh, more happier than in buying a $45 snapback hat, obviously, with an Owl on, on it. Or uh, $30 iPhone cases, or um, the
0: uh, $50 Owl logo Zippo lighter. And well, There you go. You don't even have to leave your house. You don't have to wait in line to get his new shoes, which I've seen happen a few times on Queen Street.
2: Is there is there any innovation to this? I mean, is it like a, you know, you can use the app to reserve an item at the store and then go pick it up or like it, is there uh, some sort of you take a take a photo, a selfie with you wearing an OVO hoodie and upload it to the to the OVO social network or or is it just straight up give us your money?
1: It promises just to help you stay up to date on the latest product releases and shop directly from October very Owns. Uh,
0: store on your iPhone. So this wouldn't be interesting at all if it wasn't for that. This probably has generated some buzz within the Drake fan base because, like I said, I've seen people camping overnight to buy a new pair of.
1: You need those Jordans, man.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you need those Drizzy shoes. Yeah.
1: No. What, what's interesting to me is like it does seem like a carbon copy of the the web store, which you can buy. You can already buy all this stuff but now you can do it from the
2: painless, um, easy phone app. Do you think this is a trend (laughs) moving forward? Do you think a lot of e-commerce brands are just going to be like, don't go to our website, just download our app now? I feel like, I feel like somebody told me that like four or five years ago.
1: I think, I think we go in waves where like, it's like we need an app. No, you just need a website to like back to, you want to be on someone's phone. For me, it just seems like a missed opportunity. Like just for the for drake and his brand being like he could have done something like t- to what what you were saying Scott like he could have done something that was like integrating with the community or doing something special that offered some like additional value like it's not that it's a bad store app i don't want like drake's people to come knocking on our door you wouldn't want that <coughs> well if they were mad cuz i called out the app for not being that interesting He's got if a they to want to yeah, if they want to like call us and like ask for our opinion, and if we could work with Drake, I'm, we're in for a collab, Drake. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Aubrey, call us. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's enough, Drake. Uh, Scott, do you have something to take us home? I do. It's angle? almost
2: less than a, uh, a digital win, and for me personally, it's a digital loss. In that, uh, you know, for all of you Canadian listeners out there, version control. And you, thousands of American and, and otherworldly listeners, aren't going to understand this.
1: Some Brazil listeners, exactly. for, for some reason. The Analytics uh, is telling yeah, us yeah. there's
2: like one person in the Netherlands that accidentally downloaded this. Um, <laughs> but, Hello, Dutchman. Yeah. Yes. But um, the news that came down this week is that Show Me, the, service, the streaming uh, television ser- service Show Me, will be closing and ceasing to exist on november 30th Mm
0: -hmm.
2: um which just couldn't compete it just couldn't compete um it was you know it's been said that it's netflix's fault which i don't believe um i just think it's a you know it's for those of us who have cut the cord which which is me i no longer have cable i rely on these services i really like them um, I I actually watch a lot of Show Me. Um, there's a, quite a few shows on there that I can't get anywhere else. Um, so I'm, I'm I'm quite upset about this. I mean, I I don't want it to go away. And you, I kind of want everybody's reaction. Ladies and gentlemen, he is like very upset about this. He's livid. <laughs> I'm visibly upset at the fact that I cannot go home and binge watch Bob's Burgers. Can't you get that on Netflix, Bob? Berger? No, get you can't. See, me. and that's the difference, right? I think a lot of people are like, "Well, Netflix killed them." I don't think people realize how crappy Netflix Canada actually is. Yeah, it's beyond not great. the Netflix original content. Netflix Canada, it mean not not great. A lot of a lot of documentaries I'm never gonna watch, and <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, a lot of a lot of procedural TV shows about crime scenes that I'm never gonna watch.
1: This is shocking news, the just just that you're upset that Netflix won. They bettered the juggernaut of Show Me because they didn't have any original content.
2: You're right. And I think that was a... So I in my opinion, I think there's a few things that went wrong here with Show Me. One, they didn't have original content. Um, where Netflix started to do that, the Show Me decided to get in bed with Amazon. So Show Me right now is the only sort of... Uh, legal way of getting amazon original content in canada mm. even amazon prime owners can, or members can't get shows so like that's transparent. An, that's an outrage that we yeah. can be talking about we can't be watching transparent can't be watching mozart um a few other shows um so that was a you know they i think they relied a lot on that on people specifically wanting to order show me just because they could get the amazon content and i guess i guess those shows just didn't pick up as much uh you know, as much speed as they had hoped. Um, The next is, uh, yeah, the original content thing. I mean, if we kind of look back just through this summer and what's coming up in the fall in terms of Netflix, right? Like, how do you compete against shows like Stranger Things and The Get Down? and you know coming up as Luke Cage I mean and Show is gonna be Gilmore talking. Girls Gilmore Girls yes
1: Nick's been he's been every podcast wanting to talk about Gilmore Girls and we've said no 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 you can't
2: well because we're finally waiting.
0: my opportunity to shine
2: <laughs> <laughs> we're waiting for that Thanksgiving episode because yeah. that would just make sense <laughs> not that I have anything to do with that <laughs> but I think yeah original content I think really hurt the cause and then the same time and I know like you know it's it's, uh, it's a debatable reason but I think once people realize that they were affiliated with Rogers that kind of put a frown on Show Me.
0: Well, and Shaw,
1: right?
2: And it's Shaw.
0: Like it was a, a collab. Yep. I never watched a single thing on Show Me. I'm not going to lie about that. So that might be indicative of sort of the predicament that Show Me has found itself in. Mm-hmm. What I do know is that when I upgraded my Rogers package with my cell phone, I was offered Spotify or Show Me as incentive for the upgrade. And I chose Spotify, and the woman that I talked to on the phone said,
2: yeah, everyone does. (laughs) Sucks that Show Me's gone, not surprised that it's gone, I think is the consensus.
0: So Scott sounds like he's really passive about it, but he's been inconsolable all day. That's true. In the bathroom, locked. Crying. There's only one bathroom in Mozart, this office.
2: Transparent yeah. Bob's burgers. He's like, just been watching them all like all gone, day. Man. He's been weeping. Weeping at his no, desk. Or the worst. Like Netflix doesn't have these. And now neither do I.
1: <laughs> oh. Well, you heard it here, show me, your biggest fan. Upset. Give him something on his cable package. That's right, you cut the cord That's why this is happening You only have yourself to blame Scott, you and all the millennials
0: Well I'll I'll give a brief moment Of mourning for Show Me That's it, I'm over it (laughs) (laughs) Wow (laughs) Wow
1: Vicious ending To the podcast Thanks for listening